Good morning. Today is Sunday, February 7th, 2021. I just have to say what a wonderful thing it is to wake up in the morning and to see such a great group of people to be able to study together. There could not be a better way to start off the day. And I thank you for making my day. This week's Parsha is the portion of Mishpatim. And there's a very famous verse, a famous Pasik, because much of the Parsha concerns our judicial system, Jewish law, and of course, that includes rules for judges. And the Torah says, V'sholchad lo Do not take a bribe. Ki ha-sholchad ya'aver because Shochad will blind someone who is smart, and will corrupt the words of the righteous. So the Talmud has a very famous passage. It's in Masech Ksuvos, Tractate Ksuvos 105b, and it goes like this. The Talmud says, Amar Papa, Rapapa teaches as follows. A person should not judge someone who is a friend of his, who, who he likes, and not a person that he dislikes. A person that he likes, he will see no wrong in him. A person who he does not like, whatever it is, he will somehow interpret it in a negative way and will not be able to judge objectively. Incidentally, it's not relevant to our subject, but it just happens to be the next line of the Talmud. Just to share it with you, Amar Abaye, Abaye teaches, Hai Tzor Rabbis, Demarachim and Lebene Masa, who are liked by all of the people of their town. <laughs> I'm just reading what the Talmud says. La Mishum It's not because they're such good rabbis. A rabbi who is very popular, it's not necessarily a good sign that they're a good rabbi. They are not being careful enough and strict enough with to, to hold people to a higher standard. Because a rabbi by inherently cannot have a job that is a popularity contest. And if a rabbi is loved by everybody, it means that he's not doing his job of trying to help people improve. And that means giving constructive criticism. Okay. That's not really our subject, but that happens to be the next line of the Gemara. But then the Gemara says something very important. The Gemara says, what is shochad, a bribe? Well, clearly a bribe is monetary, causing someone to try to influence their decision. But says the Gemara, afilu shochad dvarim nami asar. Even a bribe of words, a bribe causing someone to lose objectivity can be something 
verbal, nothing material changes hands. And then the Talmud gives us a number of examples of what it means. Now this passage of the Talmud goes on for several pages. I'll just tell you two of the stories that the Talmud tells. What is an example of bribery that is verbal? Talmud has the following story about Shmuel. The Talmudic scholar Shmuel was known to be not only an expert in civil law, but he was a judge. That was his job. He was a judge. Shmuel, one morning, was crossing the bridge. And there was a fellow who held out his hand to, to help him step off the bridge onto the, onto the bank of the river. Shmuel said to him, What is your business? What are you doing in town today? The man said, I have a court case in your court this morning. Amalei Shmuel said to him, I have to recuse myself. I'm not able to be your judge in this case. There'll be another judge that will take care of you when you get to court. Amemar was walking towards the courthouse. Amemar also was a Talmudic scholar who was a judge. He was walking towards the court, the courthouse, parach gadfa reshe, and a feather blew onto his head. There was a little feather sticking into his hair. Asahu gaver shakle. A man walked by and he just said, you know, you have something in your hair. Just, you know, just take it off. You have something in your hair. Amalei. Amemar said to him, Maya vidateh, where are you going today? Amalei. Dina isli. I have a court case in front of you today. Amalea Meimar said to him, I recuse myself. I will not hear your case. Someone else will take care of your case. And the Talmud goes on for pages and pages, several pages of uh, uh, similar stories where uh, it's not like uh, th this person uh, flattered them or promised them some favor or honor. Just the simplest, holding out your hand, you know, telling someone you've got something stuck in your hair. How is it possible that such a slight inter human interaction could cause a judge to feel that they might have a prejudice, a bias, and then to recuse themselves? Did and, 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 and we're talking about the greatest scholars of the Jewish people, the greatest judges of the Jewish people. Does anyone really think that they were not going to judge properly because of such a slight interaction? I mean, who could live up to such a standard? Not to say hello to someone on the way to court, not to uh, hold the door for someone. I mean, it's it seems unrealistic. And of course, keep in mind, after all, it is a mitzvah to judge a case. How could they recuse themselves on such slight basis? So last week, 
I discussed this and I gave one answer, which is a correct answer. But today I want to share with you another correct answer. This is an answer that comes from Rabbi Avraham Pam. Rabbi Pam says that this passage in the Talmud is not only teaching us how powerful bias is that even the slightest interaction can cause a lack of objectivity. It's teaching us something much more important. It's teaching us the importance and the length of hakaras hatov, of gratitude. Because what these scholars excelled at was not only judgment, and knowledge and self-knowledge about their objectivity. What these scholars excelled at is being able to appreciate that even the smallest kindness, even a simple word is not a simple word. It is something to be appreciated. It is something to be considered as if it is major. It's not simple. It's not small. Just a single word of kindness. It's huge. And the message of the Talmud is that we ought to think about even the smallest kindnesses that are done for us as really being significant. The phrase that we use, we translate it as gratitude, but it's not a a sufficient translation. The term is hakaras hatov, which literally means recognizing the good. And Rapam explains that recognizing the good that some has, someone has done for me involves recognizing and looking for trying to elevate how much we actually receive from what objectively might seem like a very, very small thing. But it's not. A kind word, especially at the right moment, may seem like it's nothing. And to the giver, it certainly seems like nothing. What did I do? What did I say? I, uh, it was nothing. And yet, it can change a person's life. It can change a person's outlook. It can change a person's entire mood. Now, the truth is, this is a lesson we need to try to work on ourselves all the time. But especially today, so many of us are starved for human contact. And there is a phenomenon. So many people are tense. So many people are anxious and Unfortunately, it is understandable. It's not the right thing, but it's understandable. People lose their temper. People are short with each other. It's not the right thing. But we are under so much strain right now. But here's the truth of human nature. When we are denied something, it gives us the opportunity to no longer take it for granted and to appreciate it when we have it. And there is the opportunity now with all the difficulties that we face to be able to work on constructively being able to appreciate even the smallest kindness. 
Last week, I had to get a blood test, a routine thing, nothing wrong, Baruch Hashem, thank God. And I was at the hospital. It was very easy, quick, simple, no problem. But, you know, I was sitting with a nurse and this person, I was sitting with her, what, 30 seconds maybe to have my blood drawn. And she was just in a good mood. She was just nice. And, and I thought to myself, you know, this is a frontline worker. This is one of these people that are putting their lives on the line to help all of us working extra shifts with tremendous difficulty. And here she is. Okay. It's 30 seconds. I, I, I didn't. And, and you know, I mean, I was, I was also trying to be nice to her. I mean, there was nothing unpleasant about the interaction, but just that this person who, first of all, is such a hero. And second of all, just under the strain with which she's working, she could just say, how are you today? I hope it doesn't hurt. Have a good day. It just, it just, it changed my whole attitude. It just, I was different the whole day. And what is it? It's a word. It's not even a word. It's a smile. And because, you know, thank God I have the great privilege to be together with my wife at home all day, but I'm working at home. I, I don't really see people other than, other than you. I don't really see people. Just a word, a warm smile. It means so much. It changes the whole day. A couple of days ago, I was on the phone for hours, over two hours with tech support. Now, to be on the phone with tech support is not one of life's pleasures. Okay, so I have, thank God, a relatively new computer. It works very well, belongs to the shul. I get to use it. Okay, something went wrong. It was a little irritating. And I was on text with tech support. It took over two hours and he diagnosed this and he tried that and he did this test and I reinstalled this. And finally I ended up reinstalling my whole computer and it took a very long time. Now, first of all, the computer didn't work. It's a new computer. So, I mean, he's responsible. I'm, I'm, I'm under contract, a service contract. It's his responsibility and it's his job. And I was wasting my time. I was a little bit frustrated about the fact that I had this new thing and, and I had to waste two hours of my day to be able to take care of it. But this fellow was so nice. He was so nice and he was so apologetic about what happened. I know it's his job. I know he's trained to do it. I know, but it's a giant company. It's a worldwide company. And he was just so appreciative. He was so patient. You know, whatever, whatever had to be done, he's just, don't worry, I'll wait. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere, taking care of this. And again, I know it's his job and I know that's what he's trained to do. And I know that ultimately it makes more money for the company. I understand all that, but it just, it made me feel good. It really, it, it, it made what could have been a very unpleasant length of time. It really made it different especially now. It wasn't small. It was huge. 
It changed my outlook. And that's what this passage in the Talmud is teaching us. And that's what we need to work on ourselves. When we read this Pasuk this week, and especially this coming Shabbos, and when we think about this passage in the Talmud, because he, he, he said hello, the judge had to recuse himself because he held out his hand to help him off the bridge, it should allow us to focus on just how much a word can do, a smile can mean, especially now. And of course, that means what my word to someone else can mean and my smile to someone else can mean. And it takes nothing, nothing, a second, an instant, but how much it can mean one to another. If we do this, we may be required to recuse ourselves from many more cases and we will be able to be a judge far fewer times, <clears throat> but we will be much happier. My friends, I wish it for you and I wish it for me. Take a moment and make someone's day. Don't ever underestimate the power that you have in just a moment, a word, an expression to completely transform someone else's outlook. That's what the Torah is teaching us, says Rapam. My friends, I wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.